0: Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Now, I know you've been hearing a lot about going keto or the ketogenic diet or ketosis and wondering what the heck it's all about. What is ketosis? Why is it that everyone's going crazy for this, especially lately? And isn't it just an updated version of the Atkins diet? Well, I know you have these questions, and this is a really important topic. And that's why today I wanted to share with you one of the experts who I've relied very heavily on in creating the 131 method. Now, just for clarity's sake, I want you to know that the 131 method is not a diet, and it's not a ketogenic diet, but we do explore different approaches. For you to figure out what is the best dietary approach to give you optimal results. The 131 method is specifically a program designed to help you break the diet cycle and find a way to eat that's, it's really designed for you. To learn more about that, you can go to 131method.com. Now, ketosis. Ketosis has incredible health benefits, but the ketogenic diet sometimes gets a bad rap. People tend to go about it in all the wrong ways, just like they do any diet craze, you know, loading up on low-quality meats, low-quality proteins and fats. And, you know, there are people who do a ketogenic diet and do it by driving through drive-thrus. Like, there's a good way to do these things and then a not-so-healthy way. But in this episode, what I wanted to do was break down the science and the research behind ketosis, and what it is you need to know about ketosis. So I bring to you one of the most renowned experts on the subject, Dr. Dominic Diagostino. He's a tenured associate professor at the Department of Molecular Pharmacology and Physiology at the University of South Florida. He is also a renowned researcher and scientist at the Institute of Human and Machine Cognition. It's Dr. Dom who top notched nutritional companies go to to help them develop metabolic and also ketogenic supplements. He also happens to be a crew member of NASA's Extreme Environment Mission, known as Operation 22. Doesn't that sound like the next Tom Cruise movie? Well, Dr. Dom's experience and expertise is not a matter of fiction or movies. In fact, his research and expertise is supported by the U.S. Office of Naval Research, the Department of Defense, and private organizations and countless foundations. When it comes to hardcore facts the ketogenic diet and ketogenic supplements, Dr. Dom is the go-to expert. In this interview, Dr. Dom will answer for you, what is ketosis? What's the ketogenic diet all about? Where did it come from, and how can this help people, and who can this help? What fats are truly essential? How do you get into ketosis? Are we supposed to be in ketosis? What's the difference between fasting and nutritional ketosis? And what are the effects on hormone imbalance, like PCOS, anxiety, and depression, when people are following a ketogenic diet? That and so much more. Dr. Dom is a brilliant researcher, and he's devoted to human performance. So I know you're going to love this episode. Well, Dom, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me, Shalene. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, It was... A long wait because I've been stalking you for uh, months and months, and uh, apparently you were underwater in a submarine or something. I hadn't 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 received that uh, reply back from anyone up until now.
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, that was I was a crew member on what was called the NASA uh, Extreme Environment Mission Operations and Nemo for short. During that mission, we have a whole bunch of research objectives. And, uh, and part of the objectives were to look at nutrition and to look at the ketogenic diet and ketone supplements and did lots of blood work and did uh, lots, of, lots of experiments on myself. And then, of course, we did a lot of the research that NASA testing various technologies underwater and inside the habitat, which is dry, but we would leave the habitat and be in the water, uh, but we would never come up to the surface. So this is called living in saturation. So yeah, I was down there. Well, there was quite a bit of training beforehand and down there for 10 days and then, you know, an 18-hour decompression to come up. So so I got backed up on email. <laughs>
0: got a pretty remarkable job. So if we can start at the beginning, what I'd like to ask first is why is it we are in the last four or five years hearing so much, and especially in the last year, hearing so much about ketosis and what is it and why are we just hearing about it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it was brought to my attention by you know people in the industry that Google analytic search for ketogenic diet has just skyrocketed, right? In the last like two years or so, like it's really growing exponentially. I think the ketogenic diet probably got a a bad rap, or nutritional ketosis is a bad rap, because maybe the Atkins diet. And maybe I think now we know a lot more about nutrition, like what types of fats are are beneficial and and kind of what makes up a healthy, uh, well-formulated ketogenic diet. And the ketogenic diet is definitely not a fad diet. I think that's the first thing that we want to get through to people. It's I mean you could just go to uh, PubMed and which is kind of the database our government database for for peer-reviewed scientific research and just I live there. <laughs> yep, and just put in ketogenic diet and you know search reviews, search epilepsy things like that. So, uh, the ketogenic diet has actually been the standard of care uh, for drug resistant or, or what we call drug refractory epilepsy uh, severe seizures and it, since nineteen the early 1920s So it has been, you know, something that doctors, neurologists, uh, epileptologists, people who focus on seizures would implement in people that had seizures that could not be controlled. And then drugs came on the scene uh, and it was largely used, it was very common uh, back in the 30s, 40s and 50s and 60s. Some of the drugs started to emerge that could be used as anti-epileptic drugs. And these drugs really have side effects and they're not very effective. About 30% of patients, you know, just cannot control their seizures. With the drugs and and I think it was there's a, a number of factors but probably Jim Abrams of he runs a foundation called the Charlie Foundation and his son Charlie had uh, was stricken with seizures that could not be controlled with drugs and he just through on his own volition just went to the library and, and discovered the ketogenic diet was used after exhausting all other possibilities and and the ketogenic diet really saved the the life of his son. He was really outraged. He was very angry that it was a grossly underutilized method for his son's epilepsy. His, he had a close friend, uh, Meryl Streep, and Meryl Streep did a movie about the ketogenic diet. Most people will not know that.
0: I did not know that.
1: When I got, first got into this, it was only pediatric ep- epilepsy. And now the number of applications have just kind of exploded, right? And some of them are new, some of them are emerging kind of data on this from autism to, of course, type 2 diabetes, weight loss, and things like that. That has always been effective for that. But a number of other disorders, uh, even like genetic disorders where you have, you know, a persistent genetic uh, mutation. For example, we do research with Angelman syndrome. And and even though you, you implement the ketogenic diet, and it's not uh, correcting the genetic defect, but it's silencing the seizures and improving the motor function. So you have tremendous...
0: What is Angelman syndrome?
1: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a little difficult to explain. It's a genetic defect in a particular gene that's called the housekeeping gene, really. And I won't go too much into genetics, but it produces an effect that is associated with an impairment of motor function and seizures, like absence seizures and tonic-clonic seizures. And uh, it, in the, there's a several case reports that show that these seizures are, like, completely stopped pretty much with with the ketogenic diet. And uh, we work with the Angelman Syndrome Foundation to develop Ketogenic strategies that could be used to manage this disease, uh, because gene therapies are, you know, are probably off in the future. And I mean, there's people working on that, and uh, we're working with people that are working on that. But in the meantime, there's something that can benefit these patients immediately. Uh, the diet is often hard for them to follow. So we actually develop and test various types of ketone technologies or uh, ketone ketone supplements that can put patients into nutritional ketosis. The ketones provide an alternative source of energy to the brain and help to balance and stabilize normal brain activity.
0: Well, I want to talk about the effects that um, you're seeing. Many neurological disorders affected or perhaps even improved uh, by use of Ketosis, but before we go there, explain to, if you will, um, in kind of layman's terms, what is ketosis?
1: Okay, uh, I like to first like start talking about ketosis and start with fasting ketosis because uh, most people can kind of relate to that. Yeah, um, if you stop eating today, so if you're following a normal diet, what the USDA and American you know ADA tells us to eat,
0: the sad diet.
1: <laughs> yeah you know, rich in carbohydrates and, uh, you know, moderate, moderate to high protein, actually, and, and minimal amount of fat, your body will be fueled essentially in a fed state completely off glucose, right? And if you stop eating today in about uh, 24 to 48 hours, you'll have exhausted your stores of carbohydrates in the form of glycogen. Uh, your liver stores uh, sugar in the form of, of glycogen, and that will essentially be exhausted, and then Essentially, you, just, you start breaking down some protein, too, and we want to minimize that. But your body really starts to uh, liberate the fat in your adipose tissue. Like your, your body starts using fat as an energy source. And, and it's a fat is an incredible energy source for your heart and your muscles. I mean, we're designed to run on fat. Uh, the, the fat that our bodies uh, release does not cross over into the brain very effectively effectively that's called the blood brain barrier, barrier. Mm-hmm. yes yeah, so the, the fat goes to uh, the fatty acids are released from your your fat stores and they go to the liver and they're converted into these ketone molecules and one is beta hydroxybutyrate
0: okay so and to clarify that process doesn't begin until there is an absence of glucose is that accurate
1: uh, so naturally yes the process it doesn't occur until there's a reduction in glucose from the food that we're eating. And and also there's like a slight kind of there's your liver holds glu- glucose in the form of glycogen and your liver would be slightly depleted uh, typically is, you know, your liver is, reduced in the amount of glycogen before it really initiates a high level of ketone production. So that typically takes two things, general food restriction and also carbohydrate restriction. So if you fasted by the third day of not eating, these fats that you're releasing from your body are being converted to ketones. And then I, I told you that fats couldn't cross into the Brain very effectively. So, the ketone molecules largely replace glucose as the primary energy source for your brain. So, and that's really important thing. I mean, as we start and move into talking about the ketogenic diet. So, the, the ketogenic diet is a diet that restricts carbohydrates, and, and in many ways, not always, but in many ways, it, uh, it mimics the effects of fasting on your body. So, so if someone, if you had someone who was fasting, and then someone who was following the ketogenic diet, and you drew blood from them and looked at some metabolic parameters like uh, their glucose levels, or ketone levels, and their insulin levels, you'd see the similar trends, and uh, and so the ketogenic diet mimics. The effect of fasting and that that's where it has its roots because we know from millennia that fasting was quote-unquote like a a cure for seizures i mean it's even even in scripture and at the same time so you can continue eating calories and eat a substantial amount of calories to maintain your weight but your body is kind of uh in this semi-fasted state that is kind of related to suppressing the hormone insulin. And we know insulin is a fat storage hormone. So we tend to, when we're on a ketogenic diet, our body converts into a fat burning mode by suppressing the hormones that typically store fat and reducing insulin, for, for example. It changes our metabolism.
0: If hypothetically I am going to get into ketosis after the average person who's on a sad diet, standard American diet, meaning higher in carbohydrates, low in fat, moderate to high amount of protein, and I just decide to stop eating, it's going to take me about 24 to 48 hours to actually burn through the glucose that I have in my body, and I know some is still going to be present, and, and begin to produce more ketones. That ketone production happens because Primarily, I need a new energy source and I've got it in the form of body fat. The body starts to basically, through the Krebs cycle, break this down and produce ketones that I'm going to now use for energy. Is that accurate? And if so, part two.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's accurate. And I would say... It's, it's doing it because the body will do everything that it can, uh, that it's adapted to do to maintain fuel supply to your brain. So if you didn't make ketones, you would break down a lot of your muscle and a lot of protein to keep glucose at lo- levels elevated because you've already exhausted your carbohydrates.
0: Who wouldn't be making ketones? Is that someone whose body fat is, is too low or is that someone who doesn't have the metabolic flexibility to go into ketosis? Who is that person?
1: Uh, actually, it's pretty interesting you brought it up. And it's something that I study and read about, but I never really talk about. So if you don't make ketones, even a lean, so let me step back. Even someone who's like lean, even with six or 5% body fat, will have enough fat on them (laughs) to sustain them for into fasting ketosis for several weeks, actually. So we always kind of have enough fat unless we're like severely you know, unless we've really even burnt through our essential fats, which is extremely rare. Uh, there are cases where people have, they lack a particular enzyme, I think it's hmg coa that's not important, but they lack an enzyme that prevents their body from converting fat into ketones. And when they go into a fasted state, they have extreme lethargy. They have lack of energy and they actually can have seizures because their brain is deprived of energy. So it's exhausted all their glucose and they can't make ketones.
0: What percentage of the population is, is that that we're looking at?
1: Very small, <laughs> very small. But it, uh, it basically so my point was like everybody can actually most 99% of people point point or 6% can get into a state of fasting ketosis and, and many of them can get into a state of nutritional ketosis too with the diet so their body will and it's it's really something that say if we did not have the ability to do this you know it's not it's not typical uh, from an evolutionary perspective for us to, to feed multiple times during the day we would have intermittent food availability in our history And the person who is not able to to adapt to that decrease in food availability, their energy and physical ability would would tank and they wouldn't be able to, you know, forage for food and be able to uh, secure, you know, the the resources that they need for survival. So it's really we're kind of hardwired to do that. And that's why some people, I think they say when they go into a fasted state, they feel more lucid. They feel, you know, more energetic. There's an initial sort of dysphoria I would say associated with it because your brain goes through sugar withdrawal or glucose withdrawal and then it takes a little bit of time for your brain to adapt that metabolic flexibility to adapt to use ketones as an energy source and then it kind of re-sparks your brain in a way that, that has a lot of benefits.
0: And there are two ways to get into ketosis. One is nutritional ketosis, and the other way is fasting ketosis. And I assume that you could do a combination of these things. I've been doing this diet testing and experimenting with a, I guess you can call it like a group of citizen science. And what we've found is that if people are going to say practice a, a three day water fast, etc., that it is far easier for them to do that if we can first help their bodies become metabolically flexible by putting them in a state of nutritional ketosis. So doing a couple of things, combining both intermittent fasting and eating a diet that's high in fat, low in carbs, so we're kind of helping their bodies to become fat burners. And that has made Getting into fasting ketosis much more comfortable, much a much easier process.
1: Yeah, that's great that you picked up on that. A lot of people don't, but uh, that, that's perfectly true. I mean, what you say kind of resonates with me. The more you can kind of train your body to to not be dependent on carbohydrates and mm-hmm. not, you know, be kind of sugar dependent the more you're you're uh, acclimating your body to burn fats and ketones for fuel. And and when we do that, there's a host of metabolic benefits and maybe neurological benefits that accompany that. And that's uh, really interesting to me. So I think there's different ways that we can achieve the state of ketosis, and that's with, you mentioned, fasting ketosis, nutritional ketosis, which is really defined as kind of a, a macronutrient ratio, a ratio of fats, The proteins to carbs that physiologically shifts your body into a state of ketosis and now i mean just recently in the last few years the production of exogenous ketones which can circumvent the dietary restriction or fasting associated with getting into ketosis and these are it's kind of a new way to get into ketosis and may have some benefits as the science emerges.
0: Beautiful. And we're definitely super intrigued by that topic and and one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you here today. But before we get into exogenous ketones, uh, some questions that I have. And so what I've been doing is testing and helping people to design their own diet and testing these different approaches to healing the body, restoring their metabolism, breaking through these weight loss plateaus and using a combination of, you know, nutritional ketosis, helping people to become fat burners, you know, metabolically flexible and designing their own program. And what I've seen is like, you know, I don't want to make health claims, but all these women in particular who were like, we're like, I've had diagnosed with PCOS. I haven't been able to get pregnant and Oh my gosh, I've been following this protocol that and people are finding themselves pregnant like immediately. I'm off my hormone medications. Crazy neurological things where people are like I I my brain fog is lifted, my ADHD seems like it's improved like remarkable. Functions of the body seem to come into balance. So, I'm curious like a part of me thinks well maybe it's just because people for the first time are really paying attention to their nutrients. You know, because we know if you put anyone on any kind of a diet, if you just pay attention to what you're eating, most people can be successful. But I'm seeing people who have been weight loss resistance for 10 years and tried every diet and not losing weight, and they're losing weight really rapidly, quickly, and seeing all of these functions of the body come into balance. How much of that do you think is just coincidental because they're paying attention? And how much of that is, do you think, the result of shifting their bodies into a state of ketosis?
1: That's a really good question. And I think it's going to vary depending on on the person. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I've also kind of witnessed a lot of the things that you talked about. And and I think that's due in part to when you go on, when you do things like intermittent fasting or just low carb or nutritional ketosis, it's restoring our body to a state that it's probably accustomed to, uh, a, a more natural state in many ways. And because, you know, like in our history, we've had to go through periods of decreased food availability. And if we're eating, you know, three or maybe even six meals a day of carbohydrates and doing that day in and day out, it's largely silencing a genetic program that's really activated upon being in a fasted state. And also the hormone insulin is is lower when you are feeding yourself you know, a a ketogenic diet foods and and foods that are devoid of starches and where you replace the starches largely with fibrous carbohydrates like vegetables and with with adequate protein. It's changing your hormonal uh, state in ways that can have a lot of therapeutic benefits.
0: Has there been studies on the use of ketosis in the treatment of, of hormone imbalances or PCOS or some of these things that we're seeing people um in our own test group saying that they have, I mean, and even depression, like so many of these women have said, like, I, it's crazy. I don't, I've been on anxiety medication for 10 years and I just, I feel completely different. I don't need it. What do you think is going on there? I mean, are there studies, and if not, what do you think is going on there?
1: There are studies, and I think a lot of hormonal things are kind of driven by insulin too. So there's there's a number of studies out there on things like polycystic ovary syndrome. I think nutrition and metabolism. uh, Eric Westman, who's at Duke University, published an article that kind of gets on this topic it was a pilot study but it used a low a low carbohydrate ketogenic diet not not as strict in the sense of the the clinically implemented one that that they use for pediatric epilepsy but just kind of a, a low carb ketogenic diet the the fasting insulin was lower you know it lowered their their body weight it got their them using essentially fat as an energy source and it was an effective means to help manage their polycystic ovary syndrome. And it's probably doing that through, if they looked at the hormones, you know, there was a reduction in testosterone, which tends to to be abnormally high, like more than a 50% reduction in fasting insulin, which is really, really significant. I mean, right before I got online with you, uh, there was a fairly high impact paper. It talks about ketones as an endogenous metabolite that our body makes that's an inhibitor of an inflammatory pathway, like in the brain. So stress can induce inflammation in our brains, and that can lead to everything from headaches to, you know, uh, foggy minds and things like that. There's a particular pathway that we studied with colleagues at Yale University, and, and it was actually published in Nature Medicine. And the pathway is called the NLRP3 uh, inflammasome, and it's a particular pathway. When it's activated, there's an increase in things like IL-1 beta, which are, are TNF-alpha. Now, these are things that molecules that our body makes in in things like age-related chronic uh, inflammatory or autoimmune disorders, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, think about that, think about a vast array of of autoimmune disorders where these these cytokines are very high. So shown uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate, a ketone molecule that's elevated with fasting or the diet or or found in supplements, uh, is a direct inhibitor of this inflammatory pathway that is, is pro-inflammatory pathway throughout our whole body. But this one particular study was looking uh, at the brain. So the implications are, and they, you know, it was a, an animal study and and they, uh, they assessed, you know, various anxiety behavior and depressive-like behavior and found that it could alleviate that, the, the ketone molecule can.
0: Wow. Pretty amazing stuff. I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I, I really appreciate how candid Dr. Dom is, and I'm very grateful for people like him who are so passionate about finding the answers without their own personal agenda being attached to it. If you have additional questions about your metabolism, about the way the body works, about the ketogenic diet, and if you're wondering if this is the right approach for you, I strongly encourage you to check out the 131 method, 131method.com. And I'm not just saying this, there is no Other program like this on the planet. We reached out to experts just like Dom to create this program. The program is based on Nobel Prize award winning science. But the key is simplification. I simplify the process for you. No one diet works for everybody. You've got to figure out what works best for you. And most people. That sounds like a daunting task, so we simplify it, make it easy for you to figure out what's best for you. The program is 12 weeks. Every four weeks, we start a new phase. Each phase is a slightly different dietary approach designed to help you increase metabolic flexibility. No food groups are off limits. We just have to teach your body how to handle them and what's the right amount of carbs, what are the right amount of fats or proteins, and then how to change your diet up every four weeks or so so you never feel deprived and you can finally end the diet cycle. That is my prayer, that we end this dumb diet cycle where people, they just get so crazy and and they subscribe to these quote-unquote dietary trends and then, you know, you you feel like you're part of a tribe or it, it almost becomes like a religious experience and then you feel like you've done it wrong and then people beat themselves up when that dietary approach doesn't work for them anymore when meanwhile it did work, you just never phased your diet. I want to teach you how to phase your diet and how to free yourself from the diet cycle. So please check it out by going to 131method.com so we can change the way we define health. It has been an honor for you to listen to the show today. I am privileged to have you subscribe. If you haven't already, please double check your phone and just make sure you are subscribed. That way when new episodes come out, you don't even have to go back to your podcast app they'll they'll download automatically for you saving you data and times you don't have to you know fumble around looking for something new to listen to on your next long drive I very much appreciate you and thank you for your reviews as always you are the I love you and I'll talk to you soon tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, it doesn't end well. But with audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E.